Okay, B'Shem Hashem Na'asev Na'atziach. We are in the Mesilat Yesharim. Happy Hanukkah to everybody. Baruch Hashem. We want to talk about amazing thing. Because actually, so apropos for Hanukkah, you know why, guys? The, what, were the, what was the battle of good and evil, right? Make no mistake, this wasn't just a guerrilla wo- warfare, like some secular Jews, reformed, deformed. It's, we, the light of, the fi- light between the Greeks and the Jews was the light, fight between light and darkness. The Greeks wanna, are infamous for overindulging. They wanted to assimilate us. No, yeah, I know. And what's their lifestyle? They get so deep, Indulge. drunk, and eat, and act like an animal, and dance naked. Physical. And, right. They, it's like, you know, like, you know, you know what a Jew, Jewish apostate means? A person that, Apichorus. Cause Apicurius was a uh, Greek philosopher. And you know what his philosophy was? Eat and drink and be merry as much as you want, for there is no tomorrow. So that's what the Greek is. The Jew is always, his eye is always on the ultimate goal, which is what? Olam Haba. Which lasts what? One year? One thousand years? Forever. One trillion years? No. Right? My Rebbe, Rav Ben David said, if you really think about that deep enough, the idea of Netzach, eternity, you can't fall asleep in that because it's really scary. It never ends. So whatever we do in this life, how we live it, its ramifications will be what? Eternal. Eternal. So it's so appropriate to learn the Misal Yesharim because that was the whole fight. This chapter in the Misal Yesharim is about having self-control and not overindulging. Putting boundaries and fences so you don't collapse and fall into a black hole abyss of like... Depression. Depression, anger, different sins, right? And the Greek was was the opposite of that because the Greek said... You know, and that's, is that not what modern psychology is? Sigmund Freud. He says, you know, there is, you know, act like an animal. Unfortunately, the most unnatural things, if you know what I mean, is natural now. Anything that is anti-human, anti, even animals don't do, they glorify it and they throw parades. So that's really the fight. And that's why we need to learn Musar and the Messiah Yishayim. So I wanted to, uh, at the end of the last class, I was a little bit overzealous. I forgot to bring, he brings out a very important point. Perishut is both macro and micro. This is a very important concept, which means every person has their own test in life. Oh, and I want to tell you a... a, a what is perishut? Perishut means um, abstinence, which means sometimes... The classical Matthew example of a parush is the Nazir. He sees that he gets into hanky-panky and gets messed up when he has too much, you know, wine. So he says, for 30 days or a year, I'm not going to be cut my hair and not drink wine and be like a Kohen, not go to the, you know. That's what a parush is. Parush, now, this is a very important thing. Each one of us became a Gilgul, became reincarnated for a specific reason. And that's our whole reason for existence. That's our whole Tikkun. Now, how do you know what your reason you were Gilgul for? Yeah, huh? The Arizal says a secret. It says, the test that's for you the hardest, like let's say somebody's guarding his eyes or not doing dirty 
you know, X-rated stuff. Somebody's anger, somebody's ego. You know, some people, they always, every opportunity, they put down other people, and it's all about, there's only three things important to some people, me, myself, and I. And everybody, they crush, because they're so egotistic. So, whatever is the hardest sin for you to stop, you should know that what? That's the reason why you're here. And if you don't fix it this time, you have to be recycled again. So, what does this have to do with prishut? Prishut is, there's a certain, like, Nazir is a universal thing in the Torah, right? But let me give you a very good example, because the Rosh Hashiva, one of the Rosh Hashivas of uh, Yula, let's say, a, does this. Let's say, for example, a person is extra weak in guarding his eyes and not watching dirty stuff. Even though technically, if you have a kosher filter on your phone, usually you're not, but sometimes you're just so addicted, maybe for that person it's appropriate just to have uh, the old-fashioned phones, the flip phone. Or maybe for that person, the Gemara brings the example. That person shouldn't even walk. Like, you know, there's the, the, the Rabbi Sauer says that he always has a minga that he likes to drive in LA through the side streets. Because he doesn't see the billboards. You understand? Which means, if you know you're weak in a certain area, you have to do abstinence. You have to put extra security so you don't fall into what? The pit of what? Sin. And the Imtomar, now somebody may argue that, say, we already have all these rabbinical degrees and 613 commandments. You want me to, to be even put more fences? Who said such a thing, concept exists in the Torah? So the in chapter 13, the Ramchal brings the Yerushalmi. That says, some people can argue, isn't it enough what the Torah made forbidden for you? Now you want to even add, put extra credit and extra? It's for yourself. He says, no. He says, the answer to that is all the rabbinical degrees. Because he said, he says, one second, let's back up here. Hanukkah. Hanukkah is not in the Torah. So if Hanukkah was such an important um, thing, isn't God above time and space? So God could have put, or, or lighting the Shabbat candles, right? Or all these other, doing Netiva, all these other rabbinical commandments. If these are so important, then why don't they come down in the Torah? The answer is, because when we go to Galut, you understand? The Jew belongs in his own land. The real Jew is the Jew that is in the what? State of Israel. But when you go to a foreign place and you have more satanic enemies that want to make you sin, the rabbis saw in their infinite wisdom, if we don't put these extra laws... What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Fall into it. And even with all these rabbinical degrees, still what's happened? Look how much assimilation there is. Imagine if the rabbis hadn't put these extra laws. And the Rambam says a very important law. You, this you have to answer that. Because we have this problem in our Persian community. The reason the rabbis made all these ordinances is because the Rambam says, make no mistake, the rabbis saw in their infinite wisdom and the Ruach HaKodesh, you know, that, like Rav Chaim. Wow. They saw that if we don't enact this rabbinical decree and mitzvah, Judaism will be lost. That's why they're not adding to the Torah. They're just protecting it. You understand? So again, I want to repeat it to make this crystal clear to all the listeners. Any rabbinical law 
is not just important. It's so vital, the Rambam writes, is that if the rabbis did, the rabbis were a thousand percent sure if we wouldn't enact this law, the Torah itself will be all gone. No Jew would be, we would, there, it's not like right now that you see 60, 70% assimilation. God forbid there would be what? 100%. Right? A hundred percent assimilation. So he says, he says, first of all, Judaism is not about purely like these monks, Elliot, right? We Jews, we the Ramchal wants to put this chapter in perspective, right? So we say, we Jews said, don't overindulge, right? You know, sometimes in the Kenny side, it makes me cry, and all these, all rabbis have these problems. Certain people come in when we give sushi or food or thing, they eat enough as money, much as 10 people, right? And then they throw away all the food. Perishudis, don't do that, right? Eat as much as is healthy and don't overindulge. But do you know there's a Gemara in Kedushin in the Yushalmit that says in the end of Kedushin, it says, if God has created everything for us to enjoy, but not overindulge. So the Gemara says. So how do you have that fine line? Yeah, so that's the, the whole chapter is about. Shatid Adam liten din lifnei amakom al kol ma'asherau enav velo etzal lechol mimenu afal pishayim mutar velo yichol. He says you're going to actually get punished for every delicacy that God created, like let's say passion fruit, mm-hmm. or you know all these good fruits that me and Elliot like, right? These, if if God created it, I'm sorry. Are the goyim that belong in the gutter? Thank God. Do they say bracha and everything? Right? Who's who's going to be the person that's ultimately going to enjoy it? The person who says a bracha on it. Exactly. So actually God is going to say, I created this for you, and you didn't taste it? I'm going to punish you. So, you understand? That's also an important thing to know. We Judaism are not like those Catholic bishops that don't get married and don't want to enjoy a sexual relationship with a woman, and then instead go molest children, and the nuns go molest the women, right? We do believe that we have to enjoy the world. And the end of the Mesilat Yishanim is this very high, the highest echelon, the highest place where you get to the cloud, where you get to, to, to godliness is that you even make the mundane holy. But right now, we're going from grade one to, to, to graduate school, right? Right now, this rung of the ladder, you have to understand that, um, so, Exactly. The Ramchal wants to answer your question. What is it? Why do we, how do we draw the fine line to know if we're overindulging? And so he says like this. He says, He says, make no mistake. Abstinence, putting the brakes on overindulging, is very necessary. And it's always, the rabbis are always warning us about it. Why? Actually, I learned something amazing from my wife about this. So, how do we know it's, do you know what the definition of holy is? Abstinence. Kedoshim to you, perishim to you. Guys, every time we light the menorah, we say, Asher kiddishanu The goal of every mitzvah is to make you holy. Another synonym of holiness is what? Abstinence. To be separate, right? So, and actually my wife said she, she was giving a whole class on tefillah 
What's the first blessing we make after we thank God and say the God of Abraham, Isaac, Isaac and Yaakov? We say, So my wife uh, taught me an amazing thing. He says, the, the commentators say, everything else we ask God for, health and wealth and knowledge, is to help us to get what? Become holy. To be holy. Because that's how you emulate, emulate God. Guys, it's very important to learn Torah. It's very important to keep all the mitzvot. That's what we're here for. But it's a package. There's a third part of this. We have to have integrity. We have to have godly characteristics. We have to be kind. We have to be <coughs> merciful. Right? If not, the Arizal says it's like what? <coughs> a pig wrapping to fill it. Right? If you don't have good, if you're not a fair person, right? If you always try to cheat people or steal or lie, you're unfaithful, you're not a loyal person. We have a mandate to be holy. The rabbis translate holiness as abstinence, as this chapter in the Misad Yesharim. And it says, some, you see, that depends on your situation. If you have a certain weakness of overeating, then for you it's holy to be sometimes fast. Right? And that's why we learn from the Nazir. It says, Od Amru Sadiq It also says, guys, a Sadiq eats for not, not for him to be, if he's hungry, that's how much a sadiq eats to become satiated. But the the stomach of the evil people pops. They eat ten times more because they're... Guys, again, I'll tell you an amazing thing from the Rava Brisk. Do you eat to make a bracha or make a bracha to eat? The holy Jew, why does he eat? To make a bracha. In order to have the opportunity to what? Make a bracha. The opposite is much lower level. Since I'm eating, I'll make a bracha. So you understand? And with this uh, paragraph we're going to finish, he says, Chizkiyahu Yehuda was an outrageously rich king. But what would he eat every day? They said that he would eat just two bundles of vegetables. Could you imagine if you're a king, a royal king, the grandson of David and Shlomo, right? You have all the riches in the world and you just eat two pounds of vegetables. Why did Chizkiel do that? So he could just be satiated? Yeah. Because actually, I, I, I have a friend, me and Elliot have a mutual friend, he's a nuclear scientist. Once, one time he told me something, I became very embarrassed, and he, 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 it was a, he had a good point. He said, rabbis that are fat are not real rabbis. Why are they not healthy? And I didn't know what to answer him. It's, it's a true, it's a true thing. Because, we have a mandate to watch our health. Why are we eating? So we'll have enough energy to serve God. So why would you eat anything that's harmful to you? You understand? Yeah. And then Chizkiyahu Melech Yehuda would only have... He says people will make fun of Chizkiyahu. You know, Chizkiyahu was supposed to be Mashiach, by the way. You know that? What happened? He made a mistake. He God made a big miracle for him. He didn't say, Az Yashir Moshe. He didn't make a whole... Like his great-grandfather, David, he didn't... Give praises, sing praises to God, right? The whole idea of Hanukkah is to what? Acknowledge God's miracles. Every time you breathe, you should be thanking God. You know why? That's a miracle. So, but Chizkiyahu, it says, it says the person that wrote the entire Mishnah, his name was Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbeinu HaKadosh. When he died, he took out his ten fingers and he said, God, I swear to you, the heavens and earth could be my witness that I didn't have any extra benefit with any one of these what? Ten fingers. 
Actually, I saw a scary uh, Zohar. The Zohar says the more pl- extra pleasure you have in this world, you get less pleasure in the next world. Wow. Which means anything that's normal to act as a normal human being. But guys, this is not a joke. Do you know? I, I want to let you know. You know, these what, what's happen, What's happening in the Orthodox world, even in the Orthodox world, there's a lot of people, they go to these uh, cruises or Pesach programs, and they spend tens of thousands of dollars. And one of my friends is a dentist. He was saying that, like, they have every delicacy under the sun there. What do you mean? Like, they, every, any food you want, any time you want. Kosher. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kosher. And, but like I'm, I'm sorry, resort. you go to like, uh, they go to, what is this? Uh, all inclusive resorts? What's this uh, place off the coast of Mexico? Cabo? Cancun? Cancun. They go to Cancun or God knows where. Who says what they're doing is holy? The whole goal of coming out of Egypt is to be holy and then they go back into Egypt. Because again, it's a fine line. You understand? But you know what? You have a soul. And when it doesn't feel good inside, that's what the barometer, Matthew, the answer to your question. Your soul is hypersensitive to the size of a hair. You understand? So your soul knows if something is appropriate or not. or not. If something is clean or what? Or not. Dirty. So it says... So Eliyahu Hanavi in his yeshiva would teach everybody. He says, before you pray that Torah goes in your head, you should pray that overindulgence, over delicacies shouldn't go in your head. You know why? Because let's say you're addicted to having uh, kebab and sharab, wine every day, or steak. So if that's not available, you're not going to learn Torah that day. You know, you just become too. Dependent. Dependent on it. Exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. And then you, instead of becoming a spiritual being, you become what? Like, guys, do you know we had a person that was like on the level of a prophet in our time? The Moroccan Jews worship him. Baba Sali. And he did countless miracles. Do you know he would hardly eat anything the whole week? Okay? I'm not saying you should do that. But what I'm trying to say is like my Rebbe, Harab Ben David, he was he was vegetarian during the week. Shabbat he had meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear, yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, people like that. Are, we Jews have one goal. And that's what the whole meaning of Hanukkah is. Is to be what? Holy. Right? Do you think a holy, holy person is drowning in physical pleasure, in Rolex watches and having the fanciest thing, you know? That's what Chizkiah would have what? Just salad and some vegetables every day. So he says, before you pray that Torah should go inside of you, you should pray that too much delicacies shouldn't go inside of you. Because it's a contradiction, you understand? So he says, it's clear from rabbinical literature that we have to be what? Holy. Holy. Abstinence. Which means don't get addicted to luxury and, you know, the goodies of this world. Because what should you be addicted to? Torah. Learning, doing mitzvahs, being kind. So he says, he says. Then the, the the continuation of this whole chapter is how to balance, because you do also have to thank God for all the different goodies He gave us. But the the, the trick is is not to be, drown in it, and you have the balance where you could serve God in a perfect way. May God bring light and happiness to all our souls. Amen. Chazak. Thank you, Rabbi. I think that was your best one.